Hi, Mitch from PickDogs.com. I'm here with Joe Madden and Brian Bittler. Joe is in tears over the NFL draft yesterday. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what's the matter. I think Brian said something again. Um, it wasn't me, I'll tell you that much. I rarely say things offensive. As a matter of fact, when Joe wasn't feeling well, I even gave her a special code, code phrase to get off the set if she needed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, code phrase that there's no way would come out of my mouth, no matter if it happened it, or not. It was there. It was there, though. It's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. It's like only I can take sickness and turn it into material. Um, yeah, I got a problem. I got issues. It's like how many? It's like it's like. Well, how long have you been seeing a therapist? I don't know. <laughs> since i was like four it's like it's like don't worry you'll work through the issues how long you've been working it's like, eh, since i was like four years old it's kind of like my guitar playing anyways <laughs> nfl draft started yesterday i thought it was super interesting all the trades that went on of course uh brian's eagles involved in a big trade there really um the analysts um that i was watching at least were super critical of the eagles draft pick and um Outside of that, though, um, the trade of AJ, to AJ, getting A.J. Brown was big. Um, he's only 24 years old. I mean, it seems and like he's been around forever. Man. He's built like Terrell Owens, and he's just... I mean, it's, I it does, he's it doesn't solve the quarterback issues there in Philly, um, you know, and it doesn't solve the issues of taking a, a defensive lineman that, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that pick. I, I get it that he played at Georgia. He played, was surrounded. At Georgia. He was surrounded by be great players. Amazing. I, I wanted him. It's terrible. No, no, I don't know. He's a, he, he went to Georgia. He's a defensive lineman. He was, he was, he was sucking wind in the national championship game. Basically, just standing there on the field, sucking wind. Don't like it. I like the guys that it's like the big, big motor all the way through. Like Warren Sapp in the national championship game, you know, it's just like, I mean, he had nothing left in the tank, you know. He left it all out there in the field. But this guy was just standing around. And when you're surrounded by great players like that, especially at the college level where you have many, many mismatches, you know, it's not like the NFL where everybody can play. College, you're going to have mismatches, lots of them. Um, you know, we saw, um, you know, we saw him, you know, let his teammates do a lot of the work. Anyways, well, I think on offense, the Eagles are going to be tough. I mean, two stud wide receivers, but, a tight end that can catch no, anything, and no, and, and a quarterback that can't throw the ball uh, accurately thing. over 25 yards. I mean, it's Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I think zero accuracy. Yet. Zero accuracy. And he's mo- I mean, he's probably the most mobile quarterback, in- one of the most nope. mobile quarterbacks in the league. Nope, he's not the most mobile. Not, not the most, one of the most. I, you know, I like Kyler Murray and, and uh, Lamar Jackson, but I'm just— uh, I would say man, Lamar I'm Jackson's a, a, little bit mo- a little bit more mobile than uh, Jalen Hurts. Just a drop. Yeah. Just a I think Hurts is just as good as Tua, not as accurate. Didn't like the pick. Didn't like a lot of the picks. Don't like the Aiden Hutchinson pick. Didn't like, you know— don't like a lot of the picks that, that were in the draft. I, I'm always critical the day after the first round of the draft. And this year, well, no different at all. You know, I just I just thought that, um, you know, there was some really good safe picks in there. I think that, um, you know, I, I, I just thought that, you know, guys like Jordan Davis who take plays off. Kyle Hamilton, here's the Ravens again. Okay, here are the Ravens again, again. I mean, how many times do these guys have to stick it to everybody before people figure this out? I mean, how many, how many times? I mean, how many times do they have to do this to the rest of the league for people to just figure this out? You know, here's a guy that they get who we saw week after week making gigantic plays, game-changing plays. One of the best safeties, and I hate Notre Dame, one of the best safeties to come down the pipe in a long time. They traded up for him, didn't they? Didn't Baltimore trade up as well? Or was it just the Eagles and the Texans that traded up in that little section there? I don't think they had to trade up. I think that was their spot. 
I think that I was mean the it. Eagles could have used Kyle Hamilton for sure at safety, but he's no. so much of a better yeah. player. I mean, here's here's a twelve year guy. But they have know? a lot of holes. So here's That's a twelve but here's a twelve year guy, you know, in the NFL. Here's your Ed Reed, you know. Here's your here's your Sean Taylor. Here's your guy. It's like and the Ravens always find that guy, that heart and soul, right? <laughs> just makes the doesn't just talk the talk, isn't just the cheerleader, but comes out on the field and makes the statement. They just do it every single time. I mean, every single time they do this. They find these guys. It's amazing um, that they were able to do that. Uh, I think some of the other players, there's some reaches. I think Kenny Pickett. Pittsburgh, you know, good luck. That's with a perfect that. fit for Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I love it. I loved yeah. his reaction. Yeah, fourth, well fourth, fourth round talent with a first round pick. That's really good. That's, that's really good drafting. The fans yeah. will love him. I don't know. I think he's going to be good in Pittsburgh. He's, uh, he's a Pittsburgh quarterback for sure. Anything to get uh, Rudolph off that field. I was happy to see it. Yeah, of course. Anything to uh, anything to get him but i think it's a reach here um you know i i I think that it's way high for a guy that in a normal draft is fourth round talent really it just they would have been better with malik willis i think they would have been better waiting until the third or fourth round and taking a quarterback there like like strong or something because this guy isn't first round material the steelers are pretty good at judging talent and drafting though generally Generally, they are. So but they, they've missed. Judgment, see how it goes. They've missed. They've, they've missed, missed, but they've yeah. missed. Well, they've... I was happy with who the Chargers got. We got Zion Johnson, so more protection for Justin Herbert, which is definitely needed. But I know um, fans were not happy with the Packers' first pick in Walker there at their 27 pick, the linebacker out of Georgia. You guys got any thoughts on him? I saw Twitter just blow up that they took him in the first pick. I think he's a guy that can play, and I think that they've done pretty well, the Packers, with their guys. I think they need a wide receiver, but I think they're going to get Pickens, you know, my guy. And, you know, he's going to end up being the best receiver in this draft. And, you know, we saw wide receivers coming off the board left and right. We saw a lot of injured wide receivers taken as well. Um, You know, I think with these wide receivers – some are going to some are going to be great. Some are going to be the AJ Greens and and Julio Joneses, and some of them are going to be the Charles Rogers. It's just the way that it works, and we'll yeah. have interesting to see how these guys work. But it was definitely an indication of where the NFL has gone to a passing game as opposed to the physical run game. Yeah, absolutely. Because what was there message. six wide receivers taken in the first round? Clear so running backs, no running backs, right? Yeah. And then Drake London that Atlanta got, he was injured last season, wasn't he? With a, didn't he break his ankle? Not sure, but um, he's he's serious player. I yeah. I think it's I think you know two years ago, uh, or was it two years ago on our shows and you know, pre pre Joe on our shows, we talked a lot about the USC receivers during um, during college football season and. I said at the time, and, you know, Rod and Ruffalo, well, Ruffalo agreed with me because he's a suck-up. He said that, you know, we said that the USC receivers were the best set of receivers as a unit in college football. Now, obviously, Pittman went to the Colts, and, you know, so he was gone from the group. But, you know, here's another guy from the group, you know, going in the first round, high in the first round. So it, it was a solid group. And, you know, maybe last year they didn't have the best set of wide receivers anymore because Ohio State, you know, and Alabama clearly had, you know, the solid set of wide receivers. John Mechie is still on the board. There's another guy that I love him. Serious player. Another guy that's injured, right? So Mechie is similar to Waddle, you know, but maybe just a little tougher. And um, I don't know if he's tougher. Well, I seems to have bulked up a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. Mechie's good. You know, he's a guy that can you know pretty much take things over. And um, you know, Pickens. So the Packers, you know, the fans can complain all they want, but there's plenty of receivers out there still, plenty. You know, and um, if they, I think Pickens is a great fit in Green Bay. 
Yeah, he would be good in Green Bay for sure. I don't love this Kenny Pickett pick, Joe. I'm, I'm going to have to strongly disagree with you there. I'm usually oh, right on these like quarterbacks. It. I mean, the only quarterback that I've really swung and missed on in the last yeah. 10 years of these drafts is um, is Patrick Mahomes. He's the only one. I mean, okay. it's a big, it's a big miss. Yeah, it's a big miss. But we nailed Carson Wentz. We nailed you were Mitch critical Trubisky. Of Kyler Murray, though, too. I remember. Yeah, and look at him now. Look at him he's now. Just, uh, I'm, I'm not a Murray. Fan. Yeah, look at him now. The now the jury is out once again. He kind of came on. I think people underestimated him, but once they got film on him, now and they don't let him go to the outside anymore. Yeah. It's like they keep him in the pocket. He's not so good anymore because he's too short to throw over the top of the of the guys, right? Yeah, I'm not a fan of a short quarterback. I like a big, tall quarterback that you can see where he's at. So I don't like these short quarterbacks. But. So you're saying that I can't play quarterback <laughs> is what you You could play quarterback, Mitch, but I wouldn't be able to find you <laughs> when I'm watching. Um, no, it was, I don't know. I really do think Kenny Pickett is going to be a good one, but his girlfriend definitely wins the award for most stressed out spouse um, yesterday. If you guys watched her, she looked like she um, was going to cry at any second sitting there next to him. I felt for her, for sure. How about Sauce Gardner getting lost walking to the stage? Is that Was that the jet move or of all time? You know, is that just the jet, you know, the jets for us so. or what? <laughs> Like Sauce Gardner, he gets lost. I mean, they have these guys so far in the back. They changed like the whole setup. It's like the green room is now like this lounge, you know? Yeah. It's like they got <laughs> the chess table, the chess set on the table inside each player's little lounge. It's like, are these guys chess players? I don't even. What is that? Where does that come from? Who who came up with that brainstorm? I could see Yahtzee. Some interior designer. I could see Yahtzee. You know, maybe uh, Jenga, you know. Um, I don't know. What, what, life. They're looking for a quiet game. Monopoly. Quiet. Let's, let's sit here and, and play some chess. Yeah, I'm sure that, Kay, that Kayvon Thibodeau, I'm sure he was sitting there, you know, thinking about his next move. It's like, if I castle here, you know, I just don't know if they can counter, you know. Really puts, puts their queen in some jeopardy. Maybe it was a metaphor for the draft overall. I don't really understand it. It had nothing to do with anything. It was like, did anyone else see that? It was like, why? Is, what's with the deal with the chess set? And who was in charge of that? You know, <laughs> who's in charge of that? I did. I, I did catch that. So was Thibodeau, was he sponsored by Snickers with the pin that he had Maybe. on his on Maybe. his thing? I saw that. Yeah. We all saw it. We all saw it. So yeah. it was good, good pub. If, they, if he was paid, that was a good spend. We all saw it, right? I noticed it. You noticed it. We all noticed it. It was glitter, yeah. which yeah. we all like. Yeah. What did you think of all the bling the sauce had on? His big sauce uh, necklace, you guys. He's got a good agent. His agent obviously yes. paid him up ahead of time, you know, gave him a little uh, cut because he knew the money was coming back. I think that's yeah. always an interesting thing that they kind of, um, you know, we see this with the players. You know, every year they come in dressed, you know, in you know several thousand dollar suits with, you know, the big jewelry and, and everything right out of the gate. It's basically when they signed with the agents or whatever, they, they paid them. Which well, is, I thought it was an entertaining draft. I thought it was entertaining. I thought that there's a ton of talent left on the table. A ton, ton, ton. And I think that today and tomorrow is where the championships are built. You know, first round is the first round, but the championships are built in the, in the later rounds. And, you know, Back when, you know, when I was a kid, the, the NFL draft was 14 rounds. And wow. it was, so Mr. Irrelevant really was irrelevant. You know, he was a guy that might might not make the team. Now all your draft choices make the team just about. Not all, then all of them always do, but most, but most of them do. But back when it was 14 rounds, Mr. Irrelevant really was Mr. Irrelevant and rarely made the team, but sometimes they did. And they were, you know, spectacular. Thought the Ohio State wide receivers, you know, it is what it is. I wasn't surprised there with with those picks. Um, I thought that you know, I thought teams like the Chargers, like um, you know, the, the Cowboys, like um, you know, a few of the other teams, just played it safe. You know, I have one that completely confused me: the Patriots taking Cole Strange. 
out of Chattanooga. Maybe they know something, you know? Maybe. Yeah, maybe they know something. Yeah, I'll trust the Patriots. Yeah, I was confused by that one. I honestly hadn't heard his name. So I had to look him up. Yeah, there was a there was a few players like that taken from uh some of the smaller schools. But you're not gonna win or lose usually with your first round pick. It's usually not your difference maker. It's usually the everybody else that creates that depth. Unless you yeah. unless you are picking number one and Peyton Manning's available. Like that's the time, you know. That's that's when your number one pick makes a difference. But I think in this draft this was this is more of a talent across the board draft. This is a deep draft. This is a deep deep draft. And um, you know, we saw when you have these runs at offensive tackle, at safety, at wide receiver, it means that some of these other positions that there's some top level talent there. We'll see Brees Brees Hall go off the board, you know, today. Um we'll see a few other guys too. Um we'll see Pickens, you know, my guy and Mechie. My two guys. Those are my two guys now. Now that we're past the first round, Pickens and Mechie. I think you'll see someone trade up for one of those guys, maybe both. I think that. I really was shocked. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I was really shocked that Carolina didn't uh, take a quarterback. So I think they'll trade up in the second round here to get a quarterback. Because what? I can't remember what their pick is today, but I think if they don't take it, um, I think Seattle's gonna go after a quarterback as well. Well, Pete Carroll's pretty clear that, um, yeah, well, Seattle has the eighth and ninth pick today of the second round. Tampa Bay picks first, Vikings, Titans, Giants. Giants seem to be picking every third or fourth pick. (laughs) They've got so many. The (laughs) Texans, the Jets. Well, that's how it's going to be next year with the Dolphins have, like, you know, once again have, like, they've had, the Dolphins, the last few drafts have had all these millions of picks, and then they've been trading them away. So it's like now, you know, it's, Every other year, they're going to have like four or five first round draft choices because they've been wheeling and dealing them every single yeah. year. But I don't see the Panthers. Um, I don't see them up here. So they might have traded their pick away at some point, and probably part of that Darnold deal is my guess. But let's see. Yeah, I think they're going to have to do something if they're in the third round. They're going to miss out on. The quarterback and we'll need to make a move today. Maybe, maybe their quarterback they feel is going to be there because there's, yeah, yeah, that's there's, true. There's, there's Corral, there's, you know, there's Matt, Matt Corral. I think Matt Corral is a, is a good pick for the Seahawks, actually. I think he fits that system. And, you know, Clappy, you know, he uh-huh. generally likes those kind of guys, those high motor guys, you know. So, um, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's seriously gifted. I think, you know, for me, when, what we saw, Pickett against what what I have against Pickett is when I, we saw him against the speed teams he struggled, and to me it's like that's part of the issue, you know. I mean, he's he was good when he could just sit back in the pocket and 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 throw around, but when he played against the teams that had the speed rush, I didn't think he was overly effective, you know. And that's just for me watching games. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Joe can Joe can bet on Pickett all she wants. <laughs> Um, you know, but you're not going to see me backing him. Obviously, Mike Tomlin is a great coach, um, but, you know, he didn't, um, you know, the last few years have been tough on him. He hasn't been, been good. He has, I, I believe that he's stuck to his guns maybe a little bit too much. Um, Marquise Brown also traded yesterday. Yeah. You know, um, but. I think Tomlin stuck to his guns a little too much with Mason Rudolph keeping him on the roster because Roethlisberger was hurt for so long and you could have been grooming some young guy in that spot. I I don't know. Well, I have to laugh, Mitch. I was laughing last night. Almost sent you a message because twice hand size was mentioned after oh, we I heard about I heard hand size. I was going to send <laughs> yeah. you a message when the Arkansas wide receiver was taken. They biggest mentioned hands. they mentioned hand size, biggest hands, whatever, but it's like and pick it. Smallest hands of a quarterback now in the NFL. There you go, Joe. You're a guy. <laughs> so it's like you like Pickett, but he's the smallest he hands. Small hands. Small hands. <laughs> Probably screwed. Yeah. I smell some floaters on the way. 
Uh, Well, that that didn't come out right. That didn't come out right. But um, (laughs) that did not come out the way they meant it. But um, I could could see some some floating passes. All right. Well, we've got a lot on the board today. We'll come back to the NFL draft and, uh, and, and look at these things. And I was just, what I was trying to just pull up was, was Pitt's record, um, last year. And let's look at, you know, at his performance against, you know, against the better teams and the teams that, you know, the speed teams. So, when we see Pitt, this is well, this is this year's schedule, which doesn't matter. They play West Virginia and Tennessee to open. Nice. West Virginia, Tennessee, Western Michigan. Now there's an out-of-conference schedule I can respect. And let's see. So last year, they lost to Western Michigan last year, and they lost to Miami. So that was the game that I was talking about. Okay. But, but Pickett passed for 519 yards in that game. I think I think he's going to be strong. Yeah. Okay. You're right, I've got Joe. another question. You're right, Joe. He is going to stink. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I have one more question before we move off this. So next, well, the season coming up, Thursday nights are taken over by Amazon. So are we only going to be able to see Thursday night football on the Amazon subscription? Yes. The first game will be the Chargers and the Chiefs in KC. Yeah, I saw. I they did a couple of weird things during the draft where they did these little infomercials like right before a pick instead of doing it like in the pause in between you know like when there's nothing going on doing it then they did it like right before the pick they did it with Eckler which was odd you know because he doesn't really look like a football player out up there right and then you have him he's so small right but the thing is is like when you see him in real life he's he's like you know very small and Probably not gigantic hands like like uh, you know like <laughs> the guys that, that Joe likes, even though it's probably one of her favorite players. But he's all, but he's those those little running backs like that, shorter running backs, generally super thick. You know, like I mean, like a brick wall. You know, like that's how Joe Morris was when I met him. He was just like oh, okay. he was small, but he was you know. Darren Sproles used to be like that. Yeah, Sproles, Sproles. guys like that, you know, just super, super tough. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of players left on the board in this NFL draft. And uh, I was was more – I found it more compelling um, than recent um, drafts, you know. I just thought that that there was – I just thought it was more compelling. I think Desmond Ritter is a good fit in Seattle. Is is my guy for Seattle. I think he's closer to Russell Wilson type. And maybe I don't know if they're trying to, you know, stick with him or not. But yeah, he um, would be good in Seattle. So John Mechie um is listed as the twenty fourth best player available at this point. According to uh that four letter word. And where's Pickens? <laughs> Give me a second. I was like, huh? Pickens is Pickens is twenty seventh. Okay. So my two guys, the further they drop in the draft, the more I like them. These are my, these are my chip on the shoulder, you know, guys. The guys with the chip on their shoulder, you know. Pharaoh Cooper was my guy one year. He um, he he really did not look good in his early years, you know. In fact, I think he was cut. And then he came back with us, and then he finally made the Pro Bowl, you know, and for special teams. So my guys generally they do hang in there. Sometimes it takes them a little bit, but you know, not every year I'm going to have Zach Thomas, my fifth round draft choice, to, you know, <laughs> is like the Hall of Famer. You know, it's like I don't always get those. You know, we don't always get those opportunities. The scouting has gotten a little better, but for every time you know a team jumps to the first round, takes Cody Pickett, guy takes a guy like you know like. A, the Georgia defense alignment that the Eagles took better chance that one of our guys is going to slip a little further down, get that chip on their shoulder and really, you know, yeah, the Eagles clearly have no idea what they're doing when it comes to the NFL draft, but we do like the AJ Brown trade. 
Anyway, speaking of trades, let's go to the NBA. We got one game tonight, and Donovan Mitchell doesn't like the big moment. There, I said it. Passed it away, and that's team lost. Why doesn't he take the shot there? I don't know. Minnesota like against Memphis. Uh, the Timberwolves could be a thorn in my side one more day, you know? Those Timberwolves. That Timberwolves. Oh, man. <laughs> God, I hate those guys. <laughs> Brian, what do you think? Timberwolves, Grizzlies. Timberwolves, just a point and a half doggies here at home. I'm going to do player props again. Yesterday, hit both the Donovan Mitchell under 25 and a half, just luckily because he passed that ball away, and then Luca under 31 and a half. Today, I'm going to go with Carl Anthony Towns over 25 and a half points for the game and John Morant over 27 and a half. I think uh, we're going to see a lot of scoring. I think both those guys will do well tonight. Did Metcalf play with Corral? I'm not so sure they played together. I don't says, think so. I don't think they played together. They might have been on the same team, maybe, for a cup of coffee. I'm not sure. <laughs> Joe, what do you think of this? Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. we got two strong offenses, but I do think it stays under the total. I think the books have uh, put this total too high at 229. So give me the under here. Um, this is going to be a battle tonight. I'm excited to see what happens. What do you think of Ron's rundown? Like it's him? amazing. He's killing it. He's killing it, that kid. Killing it. Killing if you guys it. haven't checked it out, make sure you do. I'm going to call him Hollywood Ron Romanelli. Hollywood. Yeah, he's gonna gonna get him one of those fur coats, some sunglasses to do the show. A fur coat. Yeah, it's his style. <laughs> He'll be big pimping. He only wears mink. So BP Romanelli, big pimping. <laughs> I could see him with that. I totally good. He's it's gonna like, slick that hair back. It's like of all the people, all the, the people that back. work with us at Pig Dogs. It's like. He's like the easiest. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. The behind the scenes, the truth comes out. I don't have any favorites. I don't play favorites, except Romanelli's my favorite. <laughs> Joe Joseph. You, you have your favorites of the week. One jo week you like one person and then something else the next week. I don't think about I don't think that's true. I like everybody. I like everybody. Some people are just some people some people just require a little bit more work than others. That's really all it is. If you if I didn't like anybody, they wouldn't be part of our company. There's nobody that there's nobody that works with our company that I don't like. Personally. Not one person. There's certain people that, you know, require a little bit more coaching, a little bit more work, a little bit more focus, but that's just the nature of the beast. And that's the way it is at every, any other company in the world. All right. Anyways, Brian, speaking about what you're... Oh, I don't have a pick on this game. So, um, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to pass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you a straight... pass. I'm going to take a straight Ruffalo here on this one. Mm. Ruffalo in this game? I think I might. I, we haven't, I haven't taken a Ruffalo in a while. I think we haven't even <laughs> had to use that term in a long time. But I think I'm going to take a straight Ruffalo here. I'm going to sit back and be a fan. Because Timberwolves, damned if I do. <laughs> Damned if I don't, you know. Um, this is the team that blew the 21-point lead for me, you know. These are the guys, you know. 99.5% probability of winning the game, and they lost. These are the guys. That Timberwolves. That coach. Brian, what are you selling today? Oh, I got my bounce back sweep three pack. My three best bets is my NHL game of the month. My best play, I best play in the NBA. My best play in Major League Baseball. All three for fifty dollars at PickDogs.com for me and picks. Joe Madden. Um, I've got five plays actually today. One in the NBA on a side of this game, and then I have two in the NHL and two in the MLB. Um. 
Looking at some totals in the NHL, I think we've got some really good team totals and some overs tonight. So check it out. That Tim Pools. I've got an MLB three pack, but I have five picks actually total. So for those people that buy my long term, um, you'll get five picks. Everybody else, Trace Amigos. But um, I like I I like the card. I tried to tread a little lightly because it's Friday, but actually these guys jumped off the uh, jumped off the page at me. So um, that's the way that that works. But speaking of Major League Baseball, we will change gears, as they say, and uh, go to Major League Baseball. AJ Brown, the guys, a stud. AJ Brown. I wouldn't want to have to tackle that guy. AJ Brown. It's weird the Dolphins have no picks, you know. I think like I said, next year I think they have five. That's I thought like if they if there was a guy, you know, that they wanted, they certainly had the ammunition to trade for it, you know, with next year's stuff. But I just don't think there is it was like I think while this draft is deep and there's a lot of talent there, there wasn't like a guy, you know, like the guy. You know that you needed, um, so that's why you didn't see that. You saw a lot of teams trade up because they had the need. You know, like they needed a wide receiver. Like the Eagles traded up for the wide receiver, and they got taken right out from under them. And they had, to, you know, then they traded again. You know, it was like they had the extra pick. They had Miami's pick, which you know basically turns out now Brown for Waddle, right? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting round two today. What do you think of Waddle as a number two receiver? As opposed to being the number one. That's going to be interesting. That will be. Yep. Tyreek Hill, definitely a uh, game changer. Because they show like all these guys in the separation that they get from the defenders. But nobody does it like that guy. Nobody. Well, that just improves Waddle's numbers because he won't get the double team in the number one corner. Super fast. Super duper fast. Dobby Fade. Can't wait for the season to start. A good season. Counting down the days. I'll be live at halftime. (laughs) Amazon Prime. It's like, I do need garbage bags. I'm already an Amazon Prime member, so I'm good with that. Well, that, congratulations, Brian. That's nice. There's nothing on there. If you look at their app, it's real. I mean, as far as uh. Programs go, they're pretty thin. Really? I watched some shows on there. It's There's a couple. It's just frustrating because we know, like, our normal NFL package isn't going to be decreased in price. So then we're going to have to just add something else on. It's frustrating to me. Something else to confuse my my dad because he's 70 or so. So he won't understand. He has to go to Amazon to see it. Yeah, it's stupid. That's my opinion. Official opinion, it's stupid. But we better get the baseball here. I like I like that people are uh, are still pounding on the Timberwolves in that twenty one point blown lead. I respect <laughs> that. I hold a grudge. I'm a grudge holder. You know, we know that. All right. Pirates against the Padres, the Marlins against the Mariners, and the Baltimore Orioles. Just plus 115 here against the Boston Red Sox. Brian, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, I think a play maybe I should have put in my premium plays is probably the Baltimore Orioles with Kyle Bradish on the mound. Hopefully I pronounced his name right. He's in AAA. He had uh, over 15 innings, a 1.20 ERA and a whip of 0.73. He's going against Long and the Tooth Rich Hill and the Boston Red Sox team that had a long series with Toronto. I like Baltimore here on the money line. And then uh, Pirates and Padres. Pirates covered the run line yesterday. But uh, I think you Darvish, Darvish has a good game here, and the Padres win this one by at least two. It's uh, just a lean here to the Padres on the run line. I think the Orioles is the better play. Mm-hmm. 
Joe? For myself, um, I'm looking at the Padres as well. Not sure if I trust them really here on the run line, but I do think they probably cover it. I like the over better in this game. I think um, we've got strong trends to that over, and I think both of these teams will push it over there. I think this is a 5-3 to three style game, so getting us over that 7.5. And, and then give me the under between the Boston Bruins and the Baltimore Orioles with both of these pitchers up here. I think we have a lower scoring run game. The under is eight and three in the last eleven meetings, and five and zero oh in the last five meetings in Baltimore. Joe says Bruins against the Orioles. Who's the Red Sox. Oh, the sorry, Red Sox. Red Sox. It is. <laughs> I've got hockey on my mind. Seeing Boston. Love the Bruins tonight. Okay, yeah. we'll be fading Red the Bruins. Red Sox. Fading the Bruins. <laughs> I don't know. The Red Sox really um, not playing well. Three and seven in their last ten. The, the Orioles coming off of that really bad showing in the Bronx. Get back home here to Camden. I, I really, of these three, I like the Mariners. Matt Brash against Hernandez. We've done well with Hernandez and the Marlins. The Marlins are off to a solid start, but I think Seattle's a team that we're gonna just going to make a lot of money this year. I think at the end, I've said this all along, and I just think at the end of the year when we start looking at those profitable teams over at our Sports Chat Place betting tools, yes, I'm plugging them. I think what we're going to see at the end of the year is Seattle's going to be in those top five. I don't know if they'll be number one. You know, Normally that's a team that just kind of comes out of nowhere, like the Rockies have a good chance to be that. Or, you know, it's rarely... The Giants, where there's still value, where people still think, you know, the Padres and the Dodgers are the team to beat in the West, even though it was the Giants that won the division last year, right? Um, I don't know. I just think that the Mariners are just a good... They're playing on the West Coast, so all those East Coasters never watch them. You know, it's like... I think we get better odds with the Mariners against teams like the Yankees, the Dodgers, the um, Padres, the Red Sox, you know. Well... I'll let I'll, I'll let you in on a on a little well kept secret, Brian. Got your pen, your lucky pen with you because you're gonna want to. No, write I'm not writing it. I'm you're not gonna writing this write, down. write this down. <laughs> write this down. Just write this down. Seriously, take me. Just write it. Humor me, okay? The Marlins are 0 and 15 against the American League. Yeah, well, there's always time for the first one. Yeah. There's so what I'll do is I'll just. They're due. I'll just, I'll just, they're due. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, we were talking about, uh, we weren't talking about who's going to win this game. We were talking about Seattle Mariners presenting value. They're due. To they're due. <laughs> we're talking about the value of betting the Seattle Mariners. And against the Miami Marlins, who are often overlooked, it's not as much value with the Mariners. Oh, man. Today, yeah. not in general. Are you like a? Do you go to the casino and ever play those games? Like you ever play like? If I saw black come up fifteen. To, if I saw black come up fifteen times in the roulette wheel, I'm going to go big on red the next time around because the odds are good on red the next time. I would think. You saw what happened in Vegas right when I was there the last time for March Madness, right? What happened? Oh, I should. No. I, I wish I had my phone here. I would show you guys the pictures. So I always play my anniversary with my wife's my my wife's anniversary at the roulette table six eleven right so I always play six eleven so twenty five dollars on six twenty five dollars on eleven spins the wheel six right so spins again right I put I leave my twenty five dollars six and eleven I put it back out and I hit I think it paid um, I don't know it's like twelve hundred bucks or something spins again six again. Oh. Like twelve hundred bucks again. Spins again. Eleven. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah. You must have been getting watched. Oh yeah, they had the the pit bosses <laughs> over there and everything. And I was just like, at that point, I let go one more spin, <laughs> cash in, cold blood. And that's not the first time that's ever happened to me before. I've actually hit it um, six and eleven. And I, the thing is, I said to my friend, like, right when I did it, I said, you know, one time I, I hit five out of seven spins. Wow. I said, one time that happened to me, five out of seven. I hit it. Six, Crazy. 11. It's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, six. Six. 11. Great. Yeah. Good times. 
35 so it's 875 bucks is what is what it, is what it was so yeah i won like 2500 Didn't take me too long either. Yep. And Brian, the black and red and all that other stuff, it's 100% independent. The odds start over on every single spin. It doesn't matter what happened previously or after on the, spiel, on the spin of a roulette, wa- on a roulette wheel. The probability remains exactly the same. But if you spun that roulette wheel uh, a thousand times, it would be somewhere around five hundred something, you know, in the between the red and the black. I nope. would, I would... The, the probability isn't oh, isn't over the body of work. The probability isn't over the body of work. The probability is per spin, and the probability is this is is the same on every spin, and the the what the way the house makes their money is not based on the based on that. The way the house makes their money is the payout is less than the probability. That's that's exactly how they make their money. It's it's that different the differential between the probability. So in blackjack, if you in if you can get find one that pays you know two to one on blackjacks, you know or the the normal way that it pays. So um, you if you play textbook perfect blackjack, textbook. Perfect. You can win 49.5% of the time, right? Which is ridiculous, right? It's like, if I play absolutely perfect, I could win a little less than half the time. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is how the house makes money. When they change the payout on blackjack to six to five, it decreases your chance of winning significantly. Significantly. That's why I never play six to five blackjack, which I was the reason I don't play blackjack anymore. Because when they did that, it shifted the odds against you so badly. You got to find a true blackjack pals. Anyways, speaking of blackjack, taking the Mariners, they're, the Marlins are 0-15 against the American League. But the Marlins in years past when those teams have played, it's American League versus National League. The Marlins have been pretty crappy for many years. You know, I know. I've been on the Marlins this year with you. I've been there. I've been betting Pablo Lopez, the the pitcher and the handicapper. I've been I've been doubling right, them. I've been parlaying them up, parlaying them up, parlaying them up. The pitcher and the handicapper, parlaying them. Double Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez times two. How about that Romanelli? His Ron's rundown play that he sells for 15 bucks, he's hit four in a row. Yeah. No wonder he's all smiles. Oh, you kidding? You know what I mean? It's like he's not getting, he doesn't get the emails that I get, you know? It's like he's getting all the love. He's, he's, he's becoming the most popular handicapper on YouTube before our very eyes. He's growing up. You'll be the junior sharp. 20 years from now, I have a cigar in his mouth when he's doing the rundown. I remember I remember this guy when he was... <laughs> his rookie year. Blue Jays take on the Astros. Kikuchi on the mound here against Eric Quiddy. Got Corey Kluber versus Dylan Bundy in this Rays-Twins matchup. This is an interesting one. And then Tyler McGill taking on Aaron Ford and Nola. This one at City Field. Yeah. He went six innings in his last game. Who let the dogs out? Who let there is the just dogs? a courier at my door. I'll be right back. They, they're not going to stop knocking. They saw me. Hang on. One second. I apologize. There goes Joe Madden. In those three games that you uh, mentioned here, can I I'll give my pick here? I'm going to take the Minnesota Twins and my guy Dylan Bundy, 3-0 and with a 0.590 ERA. I think he's going to give up some runs in this contest, but I think the Twins are playing red-hot baseball, and I, I like the odds here. And Kluber, you know, he's hit or miss for me. I, I'll take my chances with Bundy. I don't know. Not a, not a big Bundy guy. I, don't, I just don't love that game. 
Joe, how about you? What do you think of these three? The uh, is it was it four dozen roses for you? No, whoever sent me roses last time didn't send me more, so I'm kind of disappointed. It was uh, my son's grad photos. So look Ooh. at the size of this box for grad photos. It's what, huge. what do they set you back on grad photos these days? Ugh, About four hundred uh, like Canadian. Five hundred and sixty dollars. Five hundred and sixty dollars for a bunch of grad photos. <laughs> yeah it's uh super expensive so and he didn't even like any of the pictures but that's okay <laughs> so that makes him better them. that makes it worth it <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure i'm gonna ha have to hang these pictures up um in this uh slot here we started off with the astros and the blue jays right yes Okay, so I like the over in that game. I think with these two teams just playing each other and those pitchers coming out, we can see the hitters um, getting a lot of runs. These offenses are just so strong. And then give me the Tampa Bay Rays. I think they get the win here, um, laying a little bit of juice. And I think we have an over game with these two pitchers up. I know Bundy is strong, and uh, the Twins have the uh, pitcher advantage to start, but I think the Rays will finish it off uh, strong in this game. So, you know, we're at we're later in the week now, so it's our Friday show. So at this point, I feel good about talking about Better better Call Saul. I think everyone's had a solid chance to watch it this week. And um, I think this past week's episode was Emmy Award material. Like, wow. like, it was seriously awesome. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. I think it was one of the best. Just, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's just Really, it's just it had you on the edge of your seat, kind of had it all going, you know. It's good, and you know, and it had finality to it, which is like always good. I hate the cliffhanger. Better Call Saul always has you engaged, but it doesn't have like the cliffhanger endings, you know, where it's like, oh, I better tune in next week to see what happens. Right? It's kind of like the story continues, but there seems to, but there's a start and a finish to each week, which I like. And I think that's what there's makes so many. A lot of interesting characters. The subplots. We call them subplots. Subplots. Well, we actually agree a thousand percent on something. We do. Wow, look at you two go. I like Nacho, right? He's the bad guy that you like, right? Yeah, I think he deserves some kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, not the main actor, but somebody that's a co-actor. Um, damn. Supporting Some actor, kind of award. supporting actor award. He deserves something like that because he did a great job. Nacho, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, yep. fantastic. How about the chicken man? You like the chicken man? I'm anti-chicken. No, he's fan. No, he's fantastic because he's so uh, serene and uh, calm and cool, and he's usually one step ahead of everybody. How about uh, Mike? I, How about Mike? And he's yeah, he's he's the old guy you wouldn't want to mess with. That's right. for sure. It's like he's the he kick your ass. He's seventy years old. Pretty much. He's the guy. He's badass. All right. Next week should be should be a real good one. This is, I mean, this this is a series. These guys are going out in style. You know, these what, guys are. What doing season it. and series are you guys on on it? It's the final season, so I don't know what's. Okay, it's, I think it's, it's number five. It five or six. six. It's five or six. Oh wow. Yeah, There's it's, that many seasons on Oh, that? it's been, it's And the whole thing is, is that each season has kind of stood alone, but the stories have carried over, you know? They don't do a million episodes per season. It's usually 12, I believe. Yeah, 10 or 12 episodes per season. And the thing is, each season is a story unto itself, but there are pieces of it that carry over, the subplots that carry over into, into future seasons. Like, and some of the Breaking Bad stories, you can see how they start to tie in, you know? Such a good show. Such a good show. Love it. Saul Goodman. The first season is not as good. The first season is not as good, but it's actually really just the first episode or so. It's kind of like almost every show. Like So like Billions, right, was another one of my shows. The first episode I thought was really tough. But once you got through like two or three of them, and you kind of have to watch them together, right? The, uh... Oh, the last episode is Jimmy's brother knocked the lantern over at the end. So, yeah, it, it goes on from there. There's good stuff after. There's, I mean, it's a great series. But, um, like, Billions, you know, 
the first few episodes were tough to get through. But once you got through those, it was a great series. And then this year they jumped the shark. So it's like, it's terrible. It's un, it was unwatched. I did not watch this season of Billions. I'm done. Checked out of the relationship. Once Bobby Axelrod left, there's no reason to watch him. It's just the way I feel. I never got into that either. Wow. I've seen limited series. Wow. How about Mad Men? Mad Men. Oh. oh my God. I'm waiting for the new Game of Thrones to come. Back. Joe's got a lot of work. Oh, I Joe's got hated a lot. that show, Game of Thrones. Oh, I, I like hated Vikings, Game of Thrones, too. Oh violent. my God. How can you not like Vikings? Oh, because as soon as they did that eagle thing on that guy, I was done. I tried watching with my ex husband. That was like, I will be a good wife and try to watch something with you. Then I was done. Mad Men. Mad Men. All right, we better get moving. The guy from Mad Men, the guy, uh, John, um, whatever his name is, the guy who was Don Draper in Mad Men, 17 Emmy nominations. And that's that show's serious, man, Mad Men. That's, that show, every... What? Doesn't it have that guy that, um, oh, now I don't even know what he says. Who are the actors in Mad Men? It's John... um, Forget his name. John something. Because don't they have that guy that says, all right, all right, all right? That's what he says. Oh, Matthew McConaughey? No. Yeah. No. Okay, I thought that was Mad Men. I don't know. John Hamm. No. Okay. It's a fabulous show. Great show. It's about an advertising agency like in the 50s and 60s. So like everyone's smoking and drinking the whole time. Like... Back in the days when you smoked in your office, like when I used to work, you could smoke in your office. And it's like, um, but they had like, you know, a bottle of scotch and the guys just <laughs> drinking scotch all day. They weren't just, I don't know, they weren't just absolutely blast. They must have been just absolutely blasted all the time. Anyways, I like Tyler McGill here against Nola. Can't stand Nola. And I will continue to fade the Phillies every single game. White Sox against the Angels. Brian's White Sox went down in a heap yesterday. I had the. Re- the double reverse run line, minus two and a half with the Royals in that game. Cashed big. We got uh, Garrett Richards actually subbing in here in Texas. Originally, it was Spencer Howard. They switched him out to Garrett Richards. My guess is that Garrett Richards isn't going to go far, and then they'll put Howard in up against Ian Anderson, not the Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull, the other Ian Anderson, the baseball player. Then we have the Kansas City Royals, Chris Bubik on the mound against Nestor Cortez Junior, he has been fantastic. I think you know. Someone said in the comments that they don't believe um, Cortez um, should be like even an All Star. This guy's been unhittable. He's been the Yankees' best pitcher. One hit, two runs last time out. Bomb, two run bomb on a walk. Brian, what do you think? Well, uh, another game I really wish I would have put in as a premium play. I'm I'm right back on the Chicago White Sox today and Lucas Giolito. He's their best starter. He had a really good first start. Center guard is awesome, but I really think they're baiting you in here to take an LA Angels against the White Sox team that's struggling. I'm not going to fall for that one. I'm going to take the White Sox on the money line. And I like the Atlanta Braves, probably a little bit square, taking Ian Anderson with his ERA. But I know uh, after Garrett Richardson leaves the game, you got Spencer Howard, and he's absolutely brutal. I'll take the Braves on the money line. Yeah, you're you're right. The White Sox are a really bad play today. Joe? <laughs> um, the Braves might win the game, but I think the Texas Rangers come out and win that first five. I'm going to take them in the first five there with Garrett Richards. And then I think the Yankees with Cortez Jr. are just going to be too strong tonight. Uh, like them here on the run line. And I think we have a higher scoring one, so give me the over in this one as well. Los Angeles Angels, six wins in a row versus the American League Central. Um, I think they make it seven here. I'm just going to continue to fade my White Sox. That bullpen is so bad and just so mismanaged. Um, we saw, we saw. Um, I can't remember his name, the guy. It's, his last name is like You Suck or something. And he got like just totally blasted yesterday. It was um, the 10th inning though when they lost it. Yeah, Three-run home run, and three runs they give up in the 10th. It was, it was a tie game, and they lost by three. 
That's how bad your bullpen is. It's not my bullpen. <laughs> these are this are this is your team. They've just been losing, so they're, they're not my team right now. We're, they're on my radar because they've been losing. We're going through a rough spot in the relationship. We need counseling. I'm just saying, minus one thirty to take the White Sox here. It's just uh, this is like peanut gate. This is like when I had to go to marriage counseling with my wife because she bought the unsalted peanuts. It's just not a good, not a good thing. Not willing to let it go. $175 an hour or $375 an hour jar of peanuts unsalted they all look the same nobody buys unsalted probably healthier for you though I love salt I like ju- I would rather have ju- I would rather have just salt than non-salted peanuts just plain. Okay. I'd rather just have plain salt. <laughs> just dip your finger in salt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then unsalted peanuts. I get lightly salted yeah. peanuts and I team them up. I mix them with uh, Cajun peanuts. I mix, I mix them in that can and then that light salt them out for me. Cajun peanuts, way too salty, lightly salted, not salted enough, but I mix them together and I get a good mixture. There you go. Oh, there goes Brian. He knows a thing or two about nuts. His nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we It's got a mouthful of nuts after that Anyways Yep That's where we That's how bad things have gotten over here We've got the Brewers against the Cubs Cardinals against the Diamondbacks Oh that was ugly yesterday And the Rockies taking on the Reds Both those teams struggling Joe, what do you think here? Man, I don't know. I think I'm going to take a chance on the Reds today over the Rockies. Rockies losing their last four, and the Reds have played the Rockies really strong, winning their last five meetings against them. I don't love it. Um, I think we have an over game. I'm looking for this one to go over that total of 10. I know it's a lot of runs to expect out of both of these uh, teams, but I think this is a 6-5 to five game. And, uh, oh, man. I don't know. It's it's ugly putting money on the Reds right now, but I think you have to in this one. And then give me St. Louis here with Adam Wainwright uh, to get another win here. They dominated yesterday with that 8-3 to three win, and I think they just squeak it out today. I think it's going to be definitely a harder one with um, Baumgartner here for Arizona, but I think they can pull it off. Brian? Yeah, a little bit of a tougher uh, slot in the schedule here, but I'm going to take the Milwaukee Brewers, probably a pretty public play. I just I'm not, I don't trust Kyle Hendricks on the road, the Chicago Cubs. I think this is a light price to get the Brewers at home against the Cubs, so I'm going to take Milwaukee. And uh, Reds really bruised me badly yesterday, but I just think, uh, you know, this is a light price for a team that's 3-18. and what, three and 18? I think Cincinnati, I agree with Joe. I, I like the Reds again today. Maybe I'm a glutton for punishment. So this year, the the, uh, season started um, in Chicago with the Cubs hosting the Brewers, and the Cubs won the first two games of the season. And then the Brewers won the last one of that series, Peralta against Stroman. And um, it was Kyle Hendricks who beat Corbin Burns, you know, in that first game. But, uh, yeah, payback's a bitch, real bitch. Like the the Brewers, this is always an odd series. You know, when I lived in Chicago, a lot of Cubs fans go to this game. They go to Milwaukee. It's not far. They just drive and go to a Cubs game in Milwaukee for no no reason whatsoever. It's like it's like two bad things: a trip to Milwaukee and watching the Cubs. I mean, <laughs> yuck. Actually, I like Milwaukee. actually I like Milwaukee. Take the brat seriously, you know they do. I'm not a meat eater, but I'll tell you what these guys. When it comes to like, um, like meats like that, you know, sausages and things of like that, Oozingers, that's that's their brand. To know it is, it's the it's the sausage. Like anyone in Wisconsin will tell you that. Serious cheese going on there. Cheese inside it? No, no, cheese in Wisconsin in general. Oh. 
It's, okay. It's really not about the cheese. It's who cut the cheese. I wouldn't mind cheese inside a bratwurst. It's not bad. Do you cut the cheese? No, but I'm talking about you know, if, when you bite into it, the cheese just comes right out of it. I don't know. It sounds In good. that I'm case, who, who, would, who would cut the cheese then? <laughs> Whatever. I'm just thinking about lunch and a sausage sandwich or something. It sounds good. Bratwurst. Right. Nice. Got nuts and sausages. You're in good shape over there. <laughs> do, you, do you go? Do you like a good sausage fest? No, no, that's okay. I'll pass on that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Joe's like, how did I get stuck with this gig? <laughs> like, what did I do? Let's <laughs> just like evaluating her life. <laughs> it's like. This is a long one. This is a long one today. <laughs> well, we had a lot. Maybe we had a tiny bit on today's show. Maybe a tiny bit. We had NFL talk. You know, we had NFL we talk. Did. So it's like that took up a lot of time. Then we had Better Call Saul. Then we went into other unrelated shows that I like. And uh, now we're back here at the A's and the Guardians. Guardians really not Last. playing well. The Tigers up against the Dodgers, a pair of Tylers going at it in this one. And then Aaron Sanchez up against Alex Wood in the Giants-Nationals game, which just doesn't even sound good. So last year, Tyler Anderson was in Pittsburgh, and he had a 4.35 ERA. The year before that, he was in Seattle in the strike-shortened, not strike-shortened, Shortened season. We're not allowed to say why it was shortened on YouTube, but we all know why it was shortened. But um, 4.81. The year before that in San Francisco, which is a pitcher's park, 4.37. The year before that in Coors, 11.76. 4.55. 32 starts at Coors, 4.55. 17 starts, 4.81. So... This guy hasn't had an ERA below 4.35 in one, two, three, four, five, six years. And now he's minus 238. Brian, how, why, why are you laying those kind of odds with Tyler Anderson? Explain know. this to me. Tyler, Explain this Tyler, to me. Tyler Anderson was uh, was strong with Pittsburgh, and then he went to Seattle, and I don't think he did too bad. Well, no, he had four, but he was still mid-four ERAs guy. I think Tyler Anderson, this might be the, the – today's a day where I would think about laying the run and half with the Dodgers. I just think the Tigers have just been playing hideous. This might be I, – I was going to – if it's my turn to go, I'm going to take the Dodgers at minus one and a half. I think Tyler Anderson's not a bad option. And I like the Oakland A's, Freddie Montas at this number against the Guardians who are just really struggling. And then the San Francisco Giants on the run line also. This is my Super Square Friday three-pack here. But I like the Oakland A's money line, Dodgers run line, and the Giants run line. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I've gone to the dark side. Really? Tigers 5-0 and against the National League on the run line. They love playing the National League. Joe? Tyler Anderson, though. Ugh. Tyler Alexander? Like, Alexander, yeah, whatever. He's, that, he's your guy. He's he's. How is he not, not in your not, stable? Not today. 7.20 ERA, 0-2. Oh I'm Three, joining Ninos. We're is this, the Joe, I'll name, I'll, I'll name a stat line for you. You tell me what handicapper would bet this guy. Three point two. Oh, no, this is no fun. Then I gotta throw someone under the bus. I'm it's not okay. Playing. It's just Brian. Three point two <laughs> innings pitched, eight hits, five runs, five earned, two strikeouts, one walk, and a, and a home run on eighty pitches. Three point two innings, eighty pitches, eight hits, five runs, one of them a bomb. And Brian can't bet this guy. I I I don't know. I. This, well, where it's like he's on the White Sox. He's on the White Sox. He can't take the Tigers and a guy with a seven point two ERA on the road in L.A. Where in what world is this? <laughs> Joe, talk some sense into him. I don't know. Um, I think we. 
I don't know. I'm going to agree with Brian on the San Francisco Giants here on the run line. I do like that. I think um, we're going to see a great game out of the Giants with Alex Woods starting here. They're so strong against the National League East as well. And the Nationals have struggled to uh, win uh, against the Giants, not winning any of their last six meetings. And then with the Tigers and the Dodgers, I'm going to go under. I think even if uh, the Dodgers do get those hits on Alex, Alexander and uh, the Tigers get the hits on Anderson. We still stay under that eight and a half. It just seems a little high for me. So give me the under and then give me the under between uh, Cleveland and Oakland. I think we have a lower scoring one in this. Uh, Cleveland's just struggling so much at the moment, losing their last seven games. And um, the under is four and one in the Guardians last five games as that underdog. So I like the under here. Tigers run line sprinkle on the money line. And Nationals run line, Giants 0-7 on the run line at home versus the East. Taking the Nationals here, plus the run and a half. Parlay time. We made it. Brian, what do you like? Better call Saul with uh, Mad Men over the uh, Breaking Bad Season 4. I love I love better call so. But as far as my parlay goes, I love this parlay. Baltimore Orioles money line, the Chicago White Sox money line, and the Oakland A's on the money line. Parlay those three up. Joe. Um, I'm going to take the Texas Rangers in the first five there. I'm going to take the under between the Phillies and the Mets. And then uh, give me the over between uh, the Twins and the Rays. Tigers run line, Nationals run line. Parlayed up with... The LA Angels. Smitch, thanks for joining us. It was a fun show. I enjoyed it. Tomorrow, we'll have our cast of crew with us. We'll talk NFL draft some more. And, um, you know, go, we'll go from there. I need to know whose idea that chess set was. And number, number two, um, if anyone actually used it. You think anyone actually like sitting there no. like like started playing chess? Way too stressful of a situation to play chess. It's chess you kinda gotta focus in on. You it can't play so chess deep. when you're doing that. All right, have a great day, everyone. I'm gonna try and act more professional tomorrow for the for the big show when when all our friends are with us.